Thought-provoking? No question. Informative? You bet. This is Talk of the Town on 1290 CJBK. Every Wednesday at 10.30, left, right, and center. And joining us, the originals on left, right, and center. Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. I'm not going to tell you which one is the left, which one is the right, or, in fact, I may even not be the center. But it's the originals back in left, right, and center. And gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm doing quite well. We're, we, we've had two subjects of conversation this morning, the, the arts and electricity. So first, I want to start with electricity. Now, Bob, you just told me you got your bill for electricity. Yes. Well, I don't. Uh, no, you, you don't know, have people, to. People, you people, don't have to spell out the details. We don't want to well, know I don't mind exactly. Spelling out the details. Okay. Um, you know, back at my office at, at, at the Freedom Party of Ontario, we got our electric bill just the other day, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at how much we actually consumed in terms of actual power we consumed. It was about twenty something dollars. Okay. And, and yet my bill is in the sixties, sixty dollars something. And I look at it. There's a thirty-two dollar administration charge. There's a five or six dollar debt retirement charge for Ontario Hydro. Uh, there are GST and PST taxes, and there's one or two other charges there I'm not too sure of. There's a, but, uh, there's a transmission charge? Yeah, well, I counted that in okay. the legitimate price, because okay. I figure that's a legitimate that's part a legitimate of the service. Okay. So here I am, I'm paying more than 100% more of what my actual usage is, because mm-hmm. we have a small office, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just three rooms, you know, so we're not using a lot, but still it demonstrates that the little guy is getting shafted on this big time. I can't figure out what administration charge for $32 a month or something uh, could possibly be for. So it boggles my mind. <laughs> now, when coming into deregulation for Ontario, did you think it was going to be, uh, you know, maybe in the long term, a, a reduction of price because we'd see maybe some competitive practice in this? But right well, now I understand see- on May 1st, the kilowatt price dropped by a third. On the, day they, on the day they deregulated. But that, so now again, the peaks are based on this new lower price. That's right. So we're not, we're not even going anywhere near the original price that was, or cost, let's put it that way, let's that was being that charged uh, on May 1st. But we're not seeing too much of a savings because they're taxing us. Because they're taxing they're us the- for debt charges, they're taxing us for administration charges. Uh, if, you're, if you've got a water bill, which wasn't part of my bill, you're being given a sewer search at, uh, mm-hmm. charge on top of that. That's a tax. They just moved it over so they didn't have to call it a tax in the city budget. Well, I always told you so, that, that if they cut personal taxes, you're going to have to pay user fees. It's one or the other. Nothing's free. Well, that's how it should have been from day one. Well, the problem is now. now we're paying user fees and we're still paying the taxes that the user fees should be replacing. Well, of course. It's one or the other, not both. Later. No, no, say, right we now we're We were told both. that it was going to be lower personal taxes and we wouldn't notice it anywhere else. Mike Harris said, you know, that it'll be great, you know, that they're going to be leaner and meaner and everything else. And now we just pay all Jeff, the user the lower, fees the lower personal income taxes have nothing to do with well, what we're talking about now. It's all the prices would have gone up anyway. The same things would have happened. Well, they would if we have to pay for yachts nowadays, and we have to pay one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars so that the uh, CEO, well, Hydro One. They sponsored a yacht. Well, Hydro One account? is yeah, not a private enterprise. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> 250000 bucks a year. <laughs> yeah, you know, 175000 to keep Eleanor's Mercedes running. You know, of course they're going to pay a lot more for these things. I was thinking the other day about how when, uh, before we got into but this But that's a public service, Jeff. You usually are in favor well, of government monopolies week, and public actually, services. And Eleanor was saying, people were saying, you know, Eleanor, why are you now making $2 million a year when, you know, the predecessor made, I think it was four or 500000 a year. And she said, well, we've moved to a private model now. And they said, well, why are you sponsoring these yachts and things? She said, well, we've moved to a private model now. And this is what private companies do. So it's like, well, but I know they the do, way, but I don't like They are like not it. private in any way, shape, or form. Neither was the California situation privatized. It boggles my mind that we use the opposite word 
of something to describe it. What happened in California was not privatization of any sort. What they did was they deregulated the wholesale prices and didn't deregulate the retail prices. So the retailers who were caught in the middle had to sell at a loss. The largest retailer was and, and that's Enron. not free enterprise. That's yeah. not privatization. There's no accountability there. The government so still wants they to charge a lot more. To what they're doing the is, is making the system. Well, I hate to use the word, but it's more fascist. You know, fascist means you own it, I control it. Hey, fascist okay, is so, right wing. Oh my God. Well, yes, it is. Good. That's why I'm not a right winger. I don't regard myself as one. I believe well, hey, in freedom. Somebody else in on the Freedom show is ant antithetical <laughs> to both left <laughs> and right wing philosophy. So I guess I'm taking the right stance today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stand on the right there. But see, that's oh, what well. they're doing. They're trying. You, the government cannot regulate prices. It cannot regulate a market. That's that's insanity. It's a, it's a contradiction of the fundamental principles of economics. Okay. What you, what you brought up first though was that. You know, you could break down the cost of the electricity plus the charges that they're adding on. Uh, basically, an administration charge, uh, a debt retirement charge. But doesn't that suggest to you that leading up to this, leading up to May 1st, That's not 2002, privatization, I'll tell you. But we were never paying the true cost of electricity. That we never paid what really was the market cost. Right, that we, we were, were paying 30, way more. Well, we were paying, we're $37 billion in debt. Right. That suggests to me that we never paid enough. That we subsidized electricity in this province for some reason. That we always said, well, you know... Well, you that's know, part of the cost, just because it's a debt. I know it it's has part been, of That's why I'm saying we paid more. But now we're paying the true the cost. Worth. Now we're paying closer to the true cost of what the electricity is. And in fact, well, maybe it'll lead to some, maybe people will say, well, I'm not going to use as much electricity. Do you think we're paying now? Well, the that's true cost? first of all. I think that's insulting when when the when the government's call it telling its citizens you got to use less of this and less of that. It reminds me of the Soviet Union. You got to line up for your share. I'm not going to turn down my air conditioner. I'm paying for it. I'm paying for that power, and I'm not using a lot. Excuse me. And if you can't provide it, get out of the business and let me go to someone who can provide it for me. That's how it's supposed to work. It's just that it but when the government money, runs, all. I don't care. Yeah, as long well, as I get it. And, what we have, and that's only short term. No, no, if I not. pay that lot more for a bit, the competitors will catch on. They say they want my business. I've seen this happen in telephone deregulation. We're paying less now for our phone bill in a month than we were. I mean, it was under Bell Canada's no, monopoly. We were paying like half a year's worth of phone. I know my phone bill is no lower than it was when it was when it was a monopoly. It's terrible, and, and it's, it's funny. It's no lower. Were, yeah, and it's funny. Some things were different. I don't know whether I use it more or whatever it is, but nowadays well, you've funny. got all these charges added on phone bills. And again, they say you know, here's your cell phone for twenty nine ninety five a month. Well, you're, but again, you're you've got all these user services. fees. You've got you know the the six ninety five uh, basic fee. Then there's this annual fee you have to pay, and there's other fees that add in. And it's like the hydro bill. You have all these things added in. By the time I'm done, my my cell phone bill is like one hundred twenty bucks. It's supposed to be like twenty nine ninety five. Uh, it drives me crazy. But having said that, I guess fundamentally, are we paying for uh, subsidized uh, uh, rates in the past for hydro? I don't know about that because part of the problem that I have is that what happens is that you get a government in that suddenly says the capitalized cost is suddenly a dead loss. In other words, it's the same as if you bought a house and you said, I've still got a mortgage on the house. Mm -hmm. You have somebody new who comes in and says, well, gee, you're hugely in debt here. And it's like, yeah, but I also have a house that I get to live in for it. And with all those uh, nuke plants and all that stuff, I had thought that the idea was that we had built all this infrastructure, we built these nuke plants and all all this stuff that were going to cost us whatever 40, 50 years to pay for. But in the meantime, we got the use of all the hydro out of the deal. And that I thought that that made us competitive in a global marketplace because we had cheap hydro. 
you know, that's Radham Beck going back to whatever the turn of the century, you know, London mayor who started Ontario Hydro uh, got right out in the forefront. And at that, in those days, initially, I guess, the companies were private companies that provided hydro. Mm-hmm. And, and Adam Beck came in and said, no, no, it's going to be nationalized and it's going to be run yep. by the province. So everybody has cheap hydro so that you know, everybody see long, flourishes. See how long we've been communist in certain, in certain respects? And we pay the price. You can't get away from it. If it had been left privatized before Sir Adam Beck, we would have the cheapest rates in the world. We would be exporting. We so wouldn't where, be where thinking about have that. The United States has a lot of private utilities. All, they don't could, seem to have cheap hydro either, and they have a lot of trouble. Well, because they, they don't have... It's private in name only. They're regulated, regulated just like ours. The government yeah. making the same mistakes there. But, but it, you can it, always it, count on this fact. To the degree of regulation, you're going to have higher prices. To the degree of free markets, you'll have lower prices. To to cap prices, to say you can't have spikes of prices that that people can't afford. You're saying that by regulating, you end up paying more. But that's insane. That's like trying to prevent gravity. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You can't. A price is. So is it better than for the absolutely important what the market will bear at any given time? Absolutely. Like in the summer, because, they charge because us a prices lot more because are, we need our air conditioners, for instance. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, that's information. When, as Milton Friedman explained so well, that prices give us information. When our prices of, of oil was going up in the late 60s and 70s, and we weren't paying attention because government was subsidizing the pri- price of gasoline to keep it down, so we kept buying big cars. Suddenly, they couldn't afford to keep the price down anymore. They took all the lids off, and all of a sudden, everybody's panicking. You got to scale down on on how you're buying. The marketplace well, that that would have done. That wasn't a demand it. issue. That was OPEC, wasn't it? Was it trying to well, uh, the, squeeze us for the prices of oil? Again, monopolies, monopolies, yeah. monopolies. Okay, but let's monopoly. talk. Let's talk about monopolies, though, yeah. because the goal in the next five years is to take Ontario power generation down from what they currently produce about seventy percent of the marketplace electricity down to thirty five percent, and therefore you can have a choice. The, the local distribution companies again, which provide, which have a monopoly. But London Hydro can then choose from various parts of the OPG to draw their power from. Or the independent market operator, there are more players which to sell their power into. But the one place where we can't necessarily have competition is, in fact... Hydro One, which we were going to, which we wanted to sell the wires, the grid, oh, I can't. because because we have because who else is going to put up a complete transmission grid over the province? Who else is going to invest? Well, 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 that's why involved. you sell it. You sell it to a private interest. You sell it to a private interest, a but do we not have to regulate no, no, that private after, interest? No, no, no. What you do is you deregulate the market, and you make sure that you and I can set up our own grid, or we can, or we can has, deliver power in a different way. But we've developed a system over the years where we've 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 wired everything from mm-hmm. Thunder Bay to Windsor to Ottawa that no one can essentially compete. It's almost a well, natural monopoly. Let me ask monopoly. you something. How do you figure? How does how does AT and T work, and how does Bell Canada work, and how do all these other little private telephone companies work? They share lines. They they're in the business. You can't to share make a profit. They also cherry pick. Yes, you though. can. What Absolutely. you're going to find is you'll, somebody will come in and they'll build wires around Toronto. They'll cover that. What will happen then is that the company that's trying to cover the province will have less income from there to try and cover North Bay and Kenora and all those. The rate, rates will go way up there. Ultimately, what we find out at the end of the day is that it's ultimately inefficient to live out in the sticks. It's inefficient for Newfoundland to exist. It always has been, of exist. course. If you're living out in the so sticks, you've got to drive market, 50 miles a day. That's inconvenient. Itself, I think would just have like one big city. Because that's the most efficient. Not way at all. You're assuming no. Yeah. Well, you're but, assuming that. Hydro I know you think sticks, that way all the time. You're always thinking up? efficiency, but other people have different values. Some people will pay a little extra to to have that inefficiency. Some people, and that's yeah. what you've got to do. Well, that's right? why but we have Newfoundland. We, we we subsidize it because we value it. No, that's not why. That's a total non sequitur. What do you mean? We're not subsidizing Newfoundland because we value them. If we valued them, we wouldn't subsidize them. We'd make them self-sufficient. And, and what we want to do is keep them away from us. That's why we're and subsidizing. They move away. 
Well, they might. Yeah. Or they might but, get but what into I'm a saying, line no, no, of business. Part of the argument in the North is they got lots of little waterfalls and things to generate hydro with, and a lot of our hydro comes from the North. But there are going to be a lot of areas that will end up paying a lot more than they are right now. If you have a, free, a true free market, there's going to be areas where it's much cheaper to provide hydro. Absolutely. And it pay, that's it makes what sense to do it. It's called supply and, and demand. Other if the supply is higher than the demand, you'll well, be that's, cheaper. Well, that's one of the things coming next, is they have a proposal that it's not going to be what's known as postage stamp hydro, that the rate of hydro in Thunder Bay is going to be not, well, not going to be the, the same. Post office. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name no, of the that's system. A, that's There's another the a megawatt is a megawatt is a megawatt. Yeah, a megawatt is a megawatt is a megawatt. But now, uh, one of the proposals is that the cheapest hydro should be in southern Ontario, where we have most of the electricity generation, and that if you are in northern Ontario or in a re- more in a remote area, that you're going to pay. I, more I don't really it's directly think it's going to work that way. Office. I don't it's think it's going to work that way. Post office and career companies. If you had uh, again the free enterprise system for all of our of our letter delivery, you just wouldn't have letter delivery in most small communities because most of the money. What a crazy thing! The trial of the golden horseshoe. Well, no, that's where it is. That's well, where the no. You just be paying what it costs. Your couriers well, would I love guess, to deliver your mail. Seven hundred dollars to get your letter because they're regulated. And they're not allowed to charge a price cheaper than the post office. That's a law. You can't charge price more than to, again. The, the amount of business in these small towns doesn't justify having a courier service to them, so they wouldn't have it. They just wouldn't right. have that service. So they now, like, what well, might, might be justified? Being bothered with junk mail. Well, first <laughs> of all, in this day of email and electronics, it's hardly an issue. But what might be justified? A lot of brown mail is actually that's a silly argument. I, I use couriers all the you time. They all go to any any single <laughs> community in the province is the same price in a private system. But if I'm Absolutely delivering a regular post letter, let's go back to the postage stamp. Mm-hmm. Do you think Aylmer was going to, all of a sudden, if we stopped Canada Post or said Canada Post, you can withdraw from any community that you want, that all of a sudden that rural service, that service in small communities if doesn't justify a, the volume. That's what happened to VIA. That's but, why we don't have rail no service in most what, small communities No matter what, if you're in now. business, what you're going to do is you're going to average your prices. You're going to average your prices for all your customers, even though it might be a little more here. It's not until there's an aberration in the marketplace that you have to adjust it in a certain location. Well, right so, now we see that doesn't happen. Right so, now, if you're so, selling computers, they sell at different prices all over the place. They sell at different prices to large customers. They sell at different mm-hmm. prices because they're targeting a market. They have sales. They have all these things. There's always different prices for for good tactical. But there's no monopoly reasons. in computer in the computer industry. It's not something you have to worry about. If you don't no, want to pay the higher price, you've got a place to go to get but the our, lower. Our price. question though is that can you can you have anything other than a monopoly for the hydro grid? Absolutely, and we, that's how we started. And how, I mean, how extensive will it be? That depends upon the marketplace. You're no, asking me to predict the future, and but you're, I can predict one thing for sure. If the government keeps running it, we will have brownouts. We will have shortages. If, if you've well, ever never been... happened yet. The only place it's happened I, is when I, they privatized it in California. They did not privatize it. Well, okay? they said they did, and that's what Enron was Well, that's stuff. what you want to believe, but well, I'm sorry, it wasn't I privatized, and I cannot accept that a system is privatized where the government regulates the prices. That's, that's the opposite definition of privatization. I think In a, a private system, things. everything that's how it defines privatization. No. We're talking about a regulated. Uh, if you own, okay, let's go with that. But everybody's if you own regulated. Something. There are laws for all businesses. If we didn't Jeff, have them, Jeff. there'd be Enrons at every corner. If you own something, that means you have the right to ask what price you want for it. You're absolutely even, right. And the, and the electric Newman, companies cannot. Big fan of so they don't yesterday was talking about how the how the, the the Enron, the WorldCom, all these things are pointing out how you just can't have unregulated big business. If you sit there and say you're on the honor system, then bad bad things happen. Billions of dollars suddenly are claimed as expenses that are not expenses. Well, in order to boost I don't know what experience they're drawing from because no, there are, as you say, there are no private systems. Stuff. So the, all the systems they're looking at are the are the ones that they're endorsing. So you're saying the problem, so, the reason we have Enron now, the reason we have these billion-dollar sort of boondoggles is well, not because fraud. there's too few laws. It's because and we already too have many. laws. If they no, had no. less laws, would you're they not going to stop fraud? criminals. 
uh, criminals are, are exist in a How socialist society. How do you define society? them as criminals? The one they guy steal. ran George Bush's election they campaign. Fraud, misrepresentation. It's not a criminal. That's, that's, that's criminal activity. Okay. Left, right, and center here with Jeff Schlemmer <laughs> and Bob Metz. I we're going to take you, a we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back just after this. This is Talk of the Town, where interesting people talk and London listens. Welcome back. It's Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. And occasionally I try to get a word in edgewise. Let's go back to our original proposition about electricity. Is this the right step for Ontario to take with, in, in regards to a deregulated market and in terms of getting the government out of ownership of electricity? Or are we going to see higher prices affecting consumers? It's a step in the right direction, and I think in the long term you're going to see lower prices. I mean, the price... You see, the problem is we don't get the benefit of prices when the government runs it. They tack on all these other things, administration charges and all that stuff, because they don't want to let go of the income that they've got. If they were in a private marketplace, they wouldn't have any choice. You know, they have to have a profit. They have to uh, attract capital. This is going to be a big problem the Eves government is going to have if they don't privatize that grid. Where's the capital coming from? Guess where? From the taxpayer. And that means, are they going to reflect that price in the cost of electricity, or are they going to well, hide it in the tax base? coming from otherwise? It's coming from you and me when we use it, regardless of who owns it. It should be 100% from the user. Period. Well, it will be. Well, Every one of us why, uses that's electricity. Why, that's why, no, no, not, not when there's a tax, not when there's a guy Everybody in Everybody in Ontario uses electricity. There's nobody who's not a user of electricity. We're so all why isn't everybody in Ontario dealing directly and, and with their electricity You always pay supplier. the capital cost for anything that you want. When, when you buy a computer, you're paying for the capital cost of building the plant that built the computer. That's right. just part of business. Right, and it's in the price. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, they don't charge, when you go to a computer store or to the grocery store, they don't stop you at the door and say, well, here, give me five bucks because you're helping to retire our mortgage and debt. Yeah. Yeah, but Bob, That's you already said that you're not going to use less hydro if hydro costs go up. What do you care if a dollar comes in a hydro bill or comes in your tax bill? Because if it comes in my tax bill, it's not going to go all to hydro. It's going to go to a million other places, and then my tax bill gets higher so that they can compensate what's supposed to go towards the tax bill. So you're saying For if, example, the, if the tax went straight to hydro, you wouldn't mind that it's a tax instead of a user fee? That wouldn't be a tax. It has to be a user fee. If I don't use the power, I shouldn't. No, no. If I leave my lights off, I don't pay anything. Whereas if I leave my lights off, I still have to pay the same tax so rate. So you have that choice then. There is no, there's no incentive built in. There's no, no reason to cut back on power. There's no reason to conserve. There's no reason to do anything as long as the government's involved. You know, government know. government should be a referee that? in the marketplace. It shouldn't for it right be a now. player. Surely you have an game. incentive now not to turn on your air conditioner to turn it down. You said you're paying too much for hydro right now. No, I'm paying too much for administration in charge. Fact, if, if I turn if, my power well, off, I still have to pay that thirty-two on, bucks a month. If they're tacking on all these administration charges on top of the hydro, that's even a more a greater reason not to use the hydro because you're paying all this tax on top of every dollar of actual hydro that you're paying. So right now you've got a strong incentive not to use hydro. I would think. I find my hydro charge is cheap. The part that uh, I can see on my electric bill the cost of is power actual is, cost is, of power. Yeah, but a lot of those... Well, those expensive no, those is, fees are a percentage of, hydro. of the basic use, though, aren't they? Hmm? The extra fees are a percentage of the basic use, usually. So if you use less, then you're going to have a smaller percentage of those no, extra fees. this administration well. fee has nothing to do with, at least last time I talked to a secretary at Ontario Hydro, nothing to do with the delivery of power. No, no, it's but the maintenance saying, of your it's, account. It's a percentage, though, of what your bill is. that You pay X percentage as effectively a tax for your hydro. So if you use less hydro, you're going to pay less of a percentage of that tax as well. Well, Unless on that part fee. of the bill, but the, it's no, it's a flat fee. Yeah. It's a flat fee. It's darn regressive taxes. All right, speaking of the next... We've started at the top. We're slowly getting away from the government monopolizing our generation of power and uh, maybe our transmission of power. The next step, of course, is the distributor of power. And in London, it's London Hydro, and it's owned by the City of London. 
should we sell London Hydro and its monopoly on basically they have a, a, a 100% monopoly on the city of London for the delivery of electricity should we sell it to a private interest and take the money from London Hydro and put it towards I don't know retiring the city's debt or whatever you have a tax rebate for well, citizens I don't want to we... trade one monopoly for another I, the first thing I'd like to see done is the opening of the marketplace and see what happens so dividing London Hydro into no, separate leave, components leave it necessary? alone leave it alone let them let them survive on their own let's see what comes up in the competition and if any competition arises and I'm always shocked whenever they open a marketplace up like you know people can't envisage how do they possibly you know have three three different telephone companies in the same area how do they possibly have all these competing things isn't there just one grid it never works that way i mean a capitalist society is a series of contracts all little agreements and this guy has this asset he's going to sign a contract with this guy who's a salesman with this guy who's a supplier and it's a very delicate uh, matrix of an economy. When the government gets in there and messes it all up, everything goes wrong. For everything they do wrong, they got to pass another law to fix the mistake from before, and then they got to pass another law to fix that mistake. That's why more than half of your money, you know, goes to the the government and in income tax. Well, part of the problem is you point out though is that when you've got this matrix of three companies, or whatever it is, ultimately that ends up being inefficient. You've got this redundancy. And I was interested in reading. Uh, why a do you say that? About on, based uh, on what? cell That's phone a, companies. The, the, that right now, Fido's justify that statement before oh, you carry on. With before it. I carry on here, yeah. I was going to explain to you. I was reading about. Uh, cell phone companies and how there's, they're they're expecting that they're going to merge down to the to about two left. They said that Fido's in big trouble. That Telus is in trouble. That uh, you have all these companies that spring up initially. They compete to, uh, cat and dog, as you will. Uh, and and they have large capital costs. They've all got to build uh, towers all over that the place. That doesn't mean they end a thing, though. Redundant. The companies go bankrupt. They and then you know what happens? In, as it was, there used to be one called Mike. Bankruptcy is a healthy Telus. thing for so what the ends economy. Up at Hello. The, end of the day is that you've got like two companies. That happened with car companies a hundred years ago. There were uh, over a hundred car companies in the United States. Effectively. Now you've got what three, three or four because they, they beat out in the marketplace. Down. Right. So what ends up happening is and, that and strangely enough, having tons of little companies often is not the best way to go. That it does end up being inefficient. They eat each other into big companies at the end of the day. So it's like you're going to end up with a big organization either owned by government or a big organization no. owned by other. When guys. it happens with the tons of little companies, then the choice is what the people have chosen. The marketplace chooses. When the government well, does it, it's what the, the government natural law of selection is that the big ones eat the little ones, and you end up with just big ones. So well, we're not going to have one. Where we're going to have a bunch of the healthy little ones. The marketplace does not work on the law of selection, please. It's Darwinian one. economics. Give me a break. Well, I'm just uh, telling you what's happened and, wh and what happened 100 no, years not ago what and what's happened. happening now, according to the business people. A bankruptcy is a healthy thing. You know, everybody thinks capitalism is a profit system. It's not. It's a profit and loss system. And all that happens when a bankruptcy occurs is that bad management is replaced and good management takes over. Unless the government steps in well, and wants to preserve the bad management. You're missing management. my point here. We're not going to have dozens of little well-run companies. We're going to have two monster companies. That's what's going to happen no matter what. That's what free enterprise leads to, and that's fine. I'm I don't referring have a to your that. example I'm saying of it the doesn't companies make sense that to have bankrupt. massive redundancy of hydro grids any more than it has, makes sense to have massive redundancy of No, and, and it wouldn't happen in a free market. If what you say is true, it wouldn't happen in a free market. The other aspect of it, though, that we get into, and, and people, I don't know, seem to forget about this, is that what we've been doing the last several years in order to subsidize our taxes and reduce personal income tax and corporate tax. We've been selling all our best stuff. You know, and uh, the question is, one do, we left, wanna, do we want to sell off hydro? Well, the best one's the liquor store. That's why we should thank all go. God, thank God we still have the liquor store. <laughs> no. the most profitable liquor store system in the world. Well, how you can know, it not why be with in the monopoly? Why would we not want to <laughs> The biggest buyer of booze right. in the world. It makes money like crazy, and we get that money. It's awesome. And have you, you noticed know? how the, so the service in the beer stores and liquor stores has gotten worse and worse and worse over the years? If London Hydro makes money for us, then that's money we don't have to pay in taxes. It's subs 
subsidizes other services. That's wonderful. You know, if business makes money in business, well, why shouldn't we make happens? money in business? Well, what doesn't that happen? If it was a self-sustaining profit-making venture, it would be paying taxes, and the same right. thing would be happening. It'd be going but, to profits. So but why can't profits why can't offshore. why can't grocery stores and variety stores sell that booze and pay their taxes, and you still have the same benefit? Wonderful thing socially is we speaking, have, we have a hybrid system right now where, again, the way we have it, we have lower taxes because we have the liquor store. That's not necessarily, nonsense. though. That's nonsense. Yeah, not necessarily, nonsense. because we may be paying more in prices for, I mean, they have a, a monopsony, meaning they are the one buyer of booze in the province. Yeah, and what no we're doing is making booze, booze but, buyers pay taxes, a great deal. higher tax. Exactly. That doesn't deal. necessarily mean that they're the most efficient seller of booze. That, in fact, I may be paying way more than I should in taxes well, on my bottle of rye. What we've seen in the last the several grocery years, store can actually sell those I, stores I, you know, Sometimes I think that I'm kind of naive about life, and maybe I am, but I'm not so naive as to think that the Kenneth Lays of the world, of the Enron guys of the ways, are the most efficient ways to provide businesses. The guys who suck a billion dollars out of a business that we pay for. What's that got the most to do with our conversation? Well, again, if we're going to ha say, I'm not interested in, holy in grail criminals business, or fraud artists. I'm interested in honest people. Suddenly, that you eat your dad, eat your eat your uh, your children here. This is a guy who's one of the most respected business people in America. Well, until suddenly anymore. we find out that this has happened. And and you know what I used to hear all the time is, well, if we see one guy committing welfare fraud, there must be a whole bunch of them. Why isn't it the same in business? Suddenly, this suddenly we're finding. I was listening to a friend last exists. week who what's, was saying what's that your point, Jeff? Nortel is in trouble. That Xerox is in trouble. All of our largest companies. Companies <laughs> are robbing us blind for this stuff, and that doesn't bother you a bit. I say, thank God, me, but they're it's not irrelevant the ones who are selling us liquor. We'd be today. paying a lot more than we are right now. People who kill and shoot other people are also irrelevant. The nice thing to is our that Andy Brand, who today. runs the LCBO, has no profit motive. He doesn't care to suck a billion dollars out because his his bonuses aren't based on what they report as profit. So he doesn't exaggerate right. what the profit is. Well, he doesn't is. have to work. He has tele, no interest in it. Apparently, is and, the way uh, that he's living off the taxpayer. The wonderful thing is that we're not sponsoring yachts. We're not paying for two hundred thousand dollars for a Mercedes. It's wonderful. We're just getting booze. Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. All right, you got ten <laughs> seconds each. Robert, you know, Nine, Jeff's only alternative eight. is the government, and I'll tell you, the government proves that it screws up each and every day of the week. And when it screws up, it screws up for a hundred percent of us, and none of us have an out. It's as simple as that. And the only ones who screw Jeffrey? up more than government are big bad companies that we're. I'm so glad they don't run everything just yet. Another rousing edition of Left, Right, and Center. My only contribution on the LCBO. If you look back at look back at the 30s, there was there was three things the mob was involved in: numbers, uh, gambling, and booze. And now the government owns all three. We're of them. getting there. We're getting <laughs> exactly. Next, and they're getting you know, into the drug business now. Murder too. for hire is going to be coming next. Absolutely. That's anyways, how a lot of them started.